Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome to another hour dedicated to exploring exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. Indeed, an hour devoted to learning something more about ourselves, an hour designed to help us integrate all of our knowledge and perhaps even challenge some of our ideas about the world we live in and the people we have become. This is an hour for the open-minded, willing to risk their foregone conclusions and perhaps discover an entirely new dimension in their thoughts and being. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. Every week I read some of your letters as our way of respecting the very important role you have in helping us to make this show successful. Last week, our guest was Dr. Jim Tucker, and our discussion was all about his book, Life Before Life, Children's Memories of Previous Lives. Mary Ellen wrote, Thank you for your conversation about reincarnation and young children. I appreciated your questioning of the doctor. In terms of the understandings of Christianity, what we believe is not at all valuable if it is not what is true. I like that. I have long wondered how reincarnation was washed out of Christianity and for what purpose. Those are historical questions, to be sure. Like any other process, what we now know as Christianity has been determined by a lot of political factors through the years. Thanks again and again for your intriguing point of view and for your radio show. Well, thank you very much for your thoughtful letter, Mary Ellen. Elaine wrote, by the end of the show... I remembered I had sent in my son's statements of his past lives to Dr. Tucker some time ago. I loved it when the kid said things about, quote, when I was big once, close quote. It's good work to try and get hard facts on these cases. It really is pretty remarkable, and I hope we learn more and more about this. Well, I agree with that totally. That's for sure. Angelica wrote, I just finished listening to the podcast of your recent Life Before Life show. Enjoyed it as usual. I like to think of it this way. Most of us can't even recall our infancy, so it is only natural that we wouldn't recall life before life. We have family members and photographs to validate our infancy, but nothing to validate our previous lives other than rare cases such as those spoken of on your show. How true, Angelica? And yet, that is precisely why the evidence Dr. T uh, Tucker shared with us last week is so powerful. Marjorie wrote, I am a fan of your brilliant radio program. I love the way she uses brilliant. What do you think of that, Raph? Due to the time differences between the States and London, I don't get a chance to listen to the live broadcast, but I definitely listen to the rebroadcast. Keep up the good work. Uh, you were typing, so you didn't comment. Thank you, Marjorie. I take it you... you you're just off in the spaces, Raph? No, actually, according to some of the people in the chat room, you have me turned off. You're not <laughs> turned off at all. Oh, I don't know. They're not hearing it. They're not hearing you speak? No, you don't love me anymore. Well, we're going to have to speak to our producers about that. Okay, well, nothing. I have touched nothing, <laughs> so <laughs> not my fault. Back to the letters. Don wrote, thank you so very much for paying it forward. I cannot express my gratitude enough for how your intertalk programs have changed my life. I started with a couple of your free MP3 programs, and within a week I purchased several of your CDs. They are simply fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Don, and for all of you. I'll use Don's letter to remind you that we do offer several free intertalk MP3 programs. It's just a part of our own pay-it-forward effort. 
These are not samples. They are the real deal, the patented, scientifically proven, effective Intertalk subliminal technology. You can get yours today by going to Intertalk, I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K, one word, intertalk.com, and choosing free programs from the left-hand navigation pane. All right, Barney wrote, I love your books and CDs. Thank you for what you do. Well, thank you, Barney. Isabel wrote, keep up your inspiring work. We are on earth to help others have a better life, and you are doing a wonderful job at it. Wow. I like that one. Thank you, Isabel. All right, that's all the time we're going to take for letters, but I do invite you to opine by sending your email to eldon at eldontaylor.com or by joining me on Facebook. You can also just leave comments on my website. I do try to read all of your letters. Obviously, we can't get them all on the air, but they do impact our programming, and thank you for your support. Now to today's show, The Power of One. Our guest today is as down-to-earth and pragmatic as anyone I have ever dealt with. I've had the good fortune to appear on his radio show, and when I first heard his theme, I thought, this fellow and I must have come from a very similar mold. Then in talking with him, I learned of his military police background, and as you might guess, the rapport was established. I love his perspective and appreciate how he articulates it. He simply calls it the power of one, and his book by the same name is packed with simple practical wisdom that will empower your life. Think about it for a minute. How many times have you heard both the statement, I am only one person, what difference can I make? And the statement, it only takes one person to change the world. Now, obviously, both statements appear on the surface. They can't be both true. One of them has to be false. However, if you pursue the meaning behind the emotion of these statements, and then the actual application of that meaning, you discover that both statements, where they appear to be mutually exclusive, are indeed self-fulfilling prophecies, no more, no less. In other words, believe that you, as one person, cannot make a difference and you are likely to do nothing to prove otherwise. That said, believe that you can make a difference and almost certainly you find that you do. So if you feel that you can't make a real difference to this world and or that you have not been able yet to contribute the good to all that you wish to, then you'll love today's guest. This man has energy and the kind of enthusiasm that's simply contagious. I'm speaking about Steve Maraboli. He is a renowned speaker, best-selling author, and global philanthropist. Today, he shares ideas for taking simple steps of action to make your world, this world, a better place. Steve states that the positive impact that simple gestures can have in our homes, our communities, and globally is immeasurable. We'll take your calls today. So if you have questions about how to improve any aspect of your life, don't hesitate to call. You can join us by phoning toll-free 1-866-254-1579 and or international callers can dial the country code, then 760-918-4300. All right, let's get today's guest in here. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Mr. Steve Maraboli. Hey, thank you so much, Eldon. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's an honor. Oh, it's our pleasure, indeed. I'm looking forward to this. But let's begin by having you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your background, and how and why you wrote The Power of One. Well, you know, I, I've been doing this uh, when, when I got out of the military. I was a military policeman, uh, and uh, when I got out of the military, I turned down the FBI 
turned down the CIA and I said, I want to continue doing what, what people had told me all along through high school, through military. You know, I'd give pep talks and they'd say, Steve, you should do this for a living. Well, after serving my four years, and, and, and it was quite an exciting and adventurous and daring four years, I decided to, to move away from that kind of lifestyle, and, and, and why not go and do it for a living? And uh, I, I'm not 22 any longer. I've been doing this uh, for, for a long time, and uh, I, I decided that, that most of what we think about ourselves is wrong. It's absolutely wrong. That We are more than just the dreamer. We are the point of origin to bring that dream to reality, that most people are stuck and throwing away their energy to the to two things they have no control over, yesterday and tomorrow, and missing out the only thing they have control over today. And I decided to, to keep building on this. I had read countless self-help books, countless spiritual books, and realized that so often, so often they're designed and geared, again, towards an industry, you know, Eldon, the Self-help industry is a multi-billion dollar industry, and it's a growing right. industry. Well, the reality of it is, if we're being honest, is that if the information in there was being used properly, it wouldn't be a growing industry, it would be a shrinking one. So I decided to jump in and really hit home, shoot from the hip, as I was taught, and help people realize that they are nothing less than spectacular. And every single day, they have the opportunity to make a change. But it's a choice. It's simple, but it's not easy. But it is a choice. You know, you repeat on the cover of your book and, and your radio show uh, and everywhere else, for that matter, I guess, <laughs> that it comes down to one kind gesture, one person at a time and one day at a time. That's it. So now let's let's spend some time fleshing out both what you mean by each of those statements and giving us uh, an example of each as we go, if you will. So, I mean, I have written about this in my own New York Times bestselling book, Choices and Illusions. So, so begin, you know, with one kind gesture. What is the real power and trade-off for this action? The kind gesture is that it's a verb. For me, it's just that it's a verb. Folks who are listening, thank you so much for listening to this program. Eldon Taylor is brilliant. His books are amazing. For those of you listening, if you feel stuck... If that you was feel a kind gesture. I love it, by the way. <laughs> Keep going. I don't mean to interrupt. I love it. If you feel it. hopeless, if you feel like everything's happening around and you can't change anything, learn that as I learned when I when I sent out this book that people will tell you forever they will talk to you forever about all their gods but the power comes when you start showing about your god showing about your beliefs gandhi said it be the change you wish to see folks in every great spiritual book in every great religious book every great philosopher you will see that they are filled with action we have become a society where we are well-wishers, where we're thinking and wishing and hoping, and, 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 and you know what we're also doing. We're intending. But the reality of it is, folks, you have to get up and participate. One thing without the other is useless. It's impotent without the action. The gesture, the most important part of it, folks, is that it's a verb. Get out there and do it. Whatever you feel needs to be changed, get out there and start participating. Because until you do, it can change. And let me tell you, before you start saying we can't change anything, let me tell you, folks, that we are. Aside from the fact that I'm Steve and he's Eldon and you're Mary or Sue or John or Tim, it does. aside from that, we are all atoms, molecules, and put together by this great composer, whatever you may call it. And if you look around, I, I'm out here on Long Island, and our leaves have changed colors, and the, everything keeps changing. If you look around, look at yourself 
a picture of yourself from 10 years ago and look at yourself now, you can't help but be changed. Don't you dare let anyone tell you you can't change. Folks, you are changed. It's the only thing you can't help but do. So get out there and participate in this change. Don't just wish it. Get out there and do it. And one kind gesture can be anything. It doesn't have to cost you a penny. Say hello. Ask somebody how they're doing and actually wait to hear the response. Have a conversation. Open a door. Say please. Say thank you. Give people compliments. Do you know, folks, that everyone out there is just like you? We want to be appreciated. We want to be loved. We want to be acknowledged. Everybody out there, Plato says that everyone that you come across is fighting a difficult battle. Engage with your fellow humans. So many people today are embracing their spirituality, Eldon, and it's a beautiful thing. But in doing so, they're turning their back on their humanity. That's not necessary. One of the most spiritual things you can do is acknowledge and embrace your humanity. And you do that with one kind gesture a day. It's marvelous. You know, when you talk about that, Steve, I, I have to, I'm, I'm going to throw something in there because as far as I'm concerned, that kind gesture is something that you're really doing for yourself. Absolutely. We, we don't realize that. We think it's something we're doing for somebody else. But the payoff is really back back to ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, we, I could tell several stories there. You're the guest. I'll shut up. I've got, let's go to one person at a time. You certainly don't mean to say uh, that I can't help, say, a family many no. at a time. So, so what is it you mean by, you know, one person at a time? The whole concept of one kind gesture, one person at a time, one day at a time, is to gear what we, we've, we've built a, a mindset, Eldon, where most people see the mountain. They see it, now. I can't climb that mountain, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it, I can't climb that mountain. And it reminds me, when I was in training, I was in special operations training when I was in the military, I excelled in the physical conditioning, Eldon, I was blessed that I was selected for this training. Of course, while I was going through the rigorous training, I didn't feel so you blessed. You think you were blessed, yeah. <laughs> But as... As, I, as one of our training uh, missions, they had us climb this ridiculous hill. And, of course, Eldon had all this gear on and, and, and about 100 pounds of, between the gear and, the, and, and your rifle and all the ammunition and, and everything else you need for the logistics of the mission and the training exercise. We would have to run up this hill. And I remember thinking, I'll never make it up this hill. And I collapsed. What I learned in the military was to collapse my mindset so that I, I didn't, I just had it in bits and pieces. So I said, I don't, I convinced myself, Eldon, I don't need to go up this hill. I just need to take one more step. I just need to take one more step. I just need to take one more step. And before I knew it, I was at the top of the hill while everyone else had fallen out. I learned a couple of lessons that day, Eldon. That day I learned, first of all, don't you ever get back up that hill without helping those around you get up there too. And, and number two, at no point did I ever actually have to go up the hill. All I ever had to do was take one step at a time. And that's what the one kind gesture, one person at a time, one day at a time is. Folks, if you think your community needs help, don't look at the mass problem. Look at what you can do. Don't drive yourself crazy trying to control something you can't control. Instead, harness your power into something you can control. And that's one kind gesture, one person at a time, one day at a time. That means in the course of a day, you can help everyone who crossed your path. But you can only do that one kind gesture, one person at a time, one day at a time. How would your life be different if instead of just going through your life existing, you took conscious living steps 
and said hello to people, opened doors. You saw somebody who needed help. You offered to carry their bags. You offered to help them. You offered to, to, to call a, a tow truck when you see them on the side of the road. Or maybe if you feel safer, you just call the police or a tow truck yourself as you drive by. How would your life be different if instead of wishing for change, you participated in that change? I'm telling you, your life would be tremendously different. And Eldon said it perfectly. Every single thing you do for others, you're doing it for yourself. That's the brilliance and the majesty of this design. You know, Steve, I know you convert all of this to very practical, one-on-one personal advice. And we're going to give you a chance to do that because the lines are lighting up here in a minute. But uh, first, you know, skeptics, the pessimist, uh, the so-called secular humanist, if you would, uh, would argue that these practices may make you think you're achieving something, but indeed they're only filling your own ego with a sense of worth. In other words, there's no such thing as an altruistic deed, and the more aware you are of the rewards that you receive for conducting yourself in, in that certain way, the less altruistic it becomes. It's a pure selfish motive and therefore only a false ego booster. What do you say to these people? The people dancing are always considered crazy by the people who can't hear the music. I have, <laughs> I have no interest in what somebody like that says. You know why, Eldon? If somebody's saying that, they're saying that from their couch with the remote control in their hand. I'm outside feeding the homeless. What do you care if I like it because they say thank you, Steve? What do you care, folks? I don't care if what you believe in is a God who's a one-legged frog in a wheelchair. I don't care if you do it because you want praise, you want a parade. I don't care why you do it. Get out there and do it. Get out there and do it. And for those of you who are skeptics, keep doing nothing. Just get out of the way. For those of you who don't believe in it, that's fine. Don't believe in it. Get out of the way. Because when you need help, I'm going to help you anyway. That's what I, I, I have no interest in, in that. You know, Eldon, there's always going to be that. I learned, I learned when I was in the service, uh, as, as, you, as you begin to progress uh, in the service, Eldon, you know, um, there, there, there come, as we call, haters. There come people, haters. And, uh, and I had difficulty dealing this when I was, uh, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. I didn't like that every time I advanced, there was always somebody saying, oh, of course, he advanced. He works out every day, and of course, he advanced. And they always—he's from New York, and they just build them tougher over there. And everyone always had an excuse of why I would be doing better, and it really bothered me. And that bothered my ego because I—I I didn't want people to think that that uh, that I was uh, achieving for any other reason than I was just dedicated to what I was doing. And I never forget a sergeant told me, "Hey, listen, Steve, get over it." Not everyone can be heroes. Somebody's got to sit in the curb and clap while we walk by. And I'll never forget that because along this way, Eldon, while people are telling me it can't be done, while people are telling me, no, you can't grassroots an organization like this, I started this organization by handing out flyers in the Port Washington Long Island train station. And here we are. I was 22 years old. I'm 36 years old right now. I've written two bestsellers. And my organization has empowerment, educational, empowered women programs, and charity programs all over the United States and in 46 other countries. And this week, it looks like our Facebook's going to hit 100,000 fans. Folks, anyone who tells you you can't do it is lying. They are selling you their ignorance, their fear, and it's not true. You can do it. And not only that, only you can do it. 
Nobody else can do it for you. Most people are not going to do it for you. You got to get up and do it yourself. You know why? Because you were created for that. You have the perfect answer. I will remember that one. I love that. I get that a lot because a number of people that I associate with are are just what you would call crony scientists. Uh, and 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 I do mean that in an affectionate way. <laughs> but but there is a there is a lot of uh, talk in the community of science about uh, just you know how this new age venue, if you would, this self help venue, sure. if indeed it were effective, would be diminishing, as you pointed out earlier. Yeah. There would be fewer and fewer people that need it, and instead, it, it seems to be coming somewhat of an addiction. It's so, become an addiction because it's been marketed. Eldon, it's been marketed because a bunch of shysters have also taken over and into the industry, and they're the ones that make the most noise. That's a fact, and we have to own this as an industry. We have to own it I as an industry. With that that. There, are, there are few people who step up and are actually living it. There are few people who are living the truth. Other people see this. They model their books. They, you have some authors that have written the same book 25 times, and that's the way that it works. And if you talk to them personally you know that they don't live their life that way. Those are always going to affect the cause. And there's always going to be people like that, Eldon. There's always going to be brilliant people who don't believe in it. If we go back in time, someone like Plato or Aristotle, they were brilliant, but you know what? You would have never been able to convince them that something like an airplane would exist. I don't, they can be brilliant, but they can have all the schooling. But I have vision. You have vision. I hear the song God put in my heart. I'm singing it and I'm not going to shut up, and the people who can understand will dance with me, and we aren't, we're not going to make a change. We're making a change, and we won't stop till I take my last breath, brother. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Steve, you know, we only have a couple of minutes, and the phones are lit, and, and I want to get to callers. But in, in, in the couple of minutes that we have, you have 365 ways for 365 days outlined in your book. One kind gesture, one person at a time, one day at a time, 365 ways. What, what, what is the reason for the 365? Is that just uh, because was, there's was, 365 days in a year? Yeah, it, or? Was just, it, it was just people like format. You know this, Elton. So we, we, we like to open it. You could open the book to any page, um, and it's just a different, different ideas, different ideas okay. uh, for you to participate in your community, for you to participate in your family. For you to participate in this change. And folks, keep in mind, any of you who are generous enough to pick up any of my books know that I own the publishing company. And 100%, 100% of every dollar I make from my books goes right into our programs. I do not make any money doing this at all. I do this with my free time because I have a message and I'm going to keep spreading that message. It's 365 days, 365 ways. And the only difference, the point of origin for all of this is you. A book's just a book. If you get out there and participating, that book helps you unlock the magic within. And that's how change All right, we, we have a hard break here, Steve. Listen, 144 repetitions Pablo showed you would uh, salivate when that bell rings. So 365 days, you should be very well conditioned. <laughs> the book is The Power of One. There are links on eldentaylor.com forward slash chat to the book. You, you can find it everywhere. We'll get more details from Steve when we come back from the break as to how you can contact him. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment Radio. We're talking 
about the power of one. If you're not already in our chat room, now is a great time to join the conversation. We have a video for you. So stay with us during the break, and we'll be right back after these words from some of our friends. Every day, every moment, we face choices. Yet, how many of those choices are truly our own? Are you ready to step onto the path of discovery? Read Eldon Taylor's New York Times bestseller, Choices and Illusions, now revised, updated, and expanded. Eldon combines provocative information, scientific research, and his own life's journey into a powerful message that we have the power to change. All we must do is be willing to choose to take the chance and change. Get your copy today from all bookstores. Eldon's international best-selling book, Mind Programming, is a must-read if you wish to live awake in a world of sheeples. Film producer Jeff Warwick had this to say about mind programming. Dr. Eldon Taylor's new book is a must-read. If you've ever questioned your purpose in life or felt bound by a culture that's driven by mass media, you now have at your fingertips the knowledge and tools to break the chains of this cycle. Eldon goes in-depth to illustrate and expose how we've been programmed from birth by social constraints, and he methodically reveals the psychological techniques that advertisers, politicians, corporations, and the media use to control us. He then provides strategies and solutions to free your mind from these tactics and rise to a new level of consciousness. As you read this book, you'll feel the blinders being removed and will truly see the world in an entirely new light. Get your copy today online or at fine bookstores everywhere. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. If you just joined us, we're discussing with Steve Miraboli the power of one. But before we get back to today's show, I want to invite you to like our Facebook fan page. For Provocative Enlightenment Radio, as a fan of the show, you will receive special announcements and incentives from time to time as our way of thanking you for your support. I would also like to invite you to join me on Facebook while you're there, and of course you can follow me on Twitter. If you like our show, do spread the word. We genuinely appreciate your support. Now, next week we have a favorite of mine, the Bionic Woman will join us. That's how I remember her. She's done a lot of other Hollywood movies, but... That's right. Lindsay Wagner will be our guest. She'll be joining us to discuss her work with meditation and mindfulness. So you'll want to make plans to be here because you don't want to miss that one. Now, today's show, we have a man with such super energy. I just love this guy. It's Steve Mirabolli. And before the break, we were discussing conditioning, making the power of one the power of habit. But you say that wasn't your intent with a 365, huh, Steve? No, it's just to get people out there. Elden, people are stuck. They're stuck and they've, they've, become, uh, they've become addicts and fans of someone else and they've become accustomed to. Through marketing, Eldon, you and I have talked about this, right? They can't, they can't sell you a life vest unless they first convince you you're, you're drowning. And, and, and right. so everything's been geared towards marketing. And folks, I want you to listen to me. I only got a few minutes on this amazing show. And I want you to hear when I tell you that you are the point of origin. And do not suspend your rationality. Don't suspend your rationality for your spirituality. True spirituality incorporates that rationality. And you can start recognizing in your own life that you don't need to just dream and hope and intend, 
but put it to work in this world. Have a plan, then get off the couch and go do it. That's the only way things will change. You can meditate and vision board till you're blue in the face. None of that translates to reality until you start living it. Success isn't something you have. Change isn't something you have. It's something you experience when you live accordingly. You have to do it. You can't have it. You got to do it, be it. Success is something you are. Change is something you are. Start doing it. Do not wait another second. You've thrown away how much time, how much wishing, how much hoping. Why would you ever do that again? Get out there today. The smallest step, one kind step towards yourself. How would your life be different if you took a kind gesture towards yourself today and instead of wishing for change, you took that step. You looked up that school you always wanted to go to. You, get, you sent some extra text messages of love and hugs and appreciation to your family. You give an extra hug. Hey, fellas out there, we don't pay nearly as much attention to our women as we need to. Well, how would your life be different if you went home and you turned off that damn TV? What happens if you turned off your cell phone and you grabbed your woman, you grabbed your wife, and you tell her, listen, I appreciate you for everything you've done, everything we've been through. I love you endlessly, and I am forever enchanted with our relationship. Fellas out after they fainted and you picked them up off the floor, how would your life be different? We need to start paying attention. We need to start taking action. You know, I, I said in the setup piece, Steve, I love how you articulate things. You are the point of origin. Do not suspend your rationality for your spirituality. I don't know you, how much time you spend actually developing those sound bites, but I love everyone. I word. don't. I do it on my show. I do it on my show, uh, folks. Empowered you just living, do it live. Go on. Empoweredlivingradio.com. I do it on my show. And the reason I say that, Eldon, is because in this industry, and folks, if I sound like I'm attacking the self-help industry, it's because I'm attacking the self-help industry. In this <laughs> industry, folks, we have a few, a few, which is why I'm honored to be on this show. We have a few legitimate people who live what they say. Others are selling you something. Don't suspend your rationality. They'll tell you if you just intend the change. Folks, I have never, ever met anybody living paycheck to paycheck who didn't intend to be wealthier. I never met anybody overweight who didn't intend to be healthier. Folks, you need more in intent. And that's the reason I say suspend your rationality is because you, if you came home today, for some reason, just in spirituality, we would suspend our rationality where it would never fly anywhere else in our lives. If you came home today and told your children to clean their bedroom, and then you go back an hour later and your kids still hadn't cleaned their bedroom, and, and they said, well, don't worry, Mom, don't worry, Dad. I'm holding a strong intent that it will be clean. And I have a, I have a picture of a clean bedroom on my wall, on my vision board. You would say, oh, that's great. Now get off your tush and clean your room. Why does it make sense to clean your kid's room? It would make sense. But in your life, you suspend your rationality and think just by wanting you're going to get it. That's not how it works. They want you to tell that that's how it works because then you'll keep buying their stuff. But that's not how it works. Get out there and do it. Folks, I run eight corporations, eight of them. All of them, even in this economy, have none, no less than a 15% growth. Do you know why that is? because I work my butt off, not because I intend it. It's because I marry intent and action every single day, and the offspring is success. Folks, pay attention to what you're suspending in your rationality. Great, great message. Let's go to the phone, Steve. I've had, we've got some callers that have been very patient. 
Online, too, we have Susan from Columbus, Ohio. Susan, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. You have a question for Mr. Maraboli. What's up, um, Susan? Yeah, hi. Um, I have a question. Um, I'm, um, I've been broken up with my ex-boyfriend since June, and I can't seem to really get over him yet. Um, but I'm wondering, I, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope with dealing with relationships and guys, and I just don't know whether I have the energy to meet someone new or if I should try to, like, work it out with, with this guy. Um, he's just, he's not a bad guy. He's just got a lot of problems. Um, so I was wondering... Should I try to help him with his problems or because we did have, you know, good chemistry and we, I mean, we were great together. It's just his problems are a roadblock. So I just, um, I don't know what to do because <laughs> I'm like, I'm done with guys. I just. You're, 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 you're done with drama and you're done with problems and everybody gets sick of fixing somebody else's leaks. That's a fact. Relationships should be give and take. When it's take, 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 you end up feeling like you do. At the end of your rope, you say, I'm done with guys. What you're done with is guys who aren't at your level. And no, I wouldn't repair. You know, sometimes you can love something. Sometimes it could be great, but at the same time, it's bad for you. Do you know I love cheeseburgers? I love cheeseburgers, and they're amazing, and I could eat a bunch at a time. But I had to stop, not because I didn't love them, not because it, don't, it doesn't taste good, but because it'll kill me. And right. sometimes you just have to let go, but be rational about this. It's not guys. Guys didn't bring you those problems. This guy brought you that problem. And it's your attachment to that that brought you a further problem. My, my little sister used to, when she was in high school, she used to come to me and tell me the same thing. And, and it would be interesting because she would say, you know, uh, she, the same guy would always break her heart. And she'd say, oh, the problem is that he's always lying to me. And I said, no, no, that was the problem in the beginning, beautiful. The problem now is that you always believe him. And you have to recognize that you deserve better. You already know this. It's just that you think that it's laborious because the past relationship was laborious. What I would do if I were you is have a funeral for this relationship. You can't possibly start something new until you put to death what's old. Have a funeral for this relationship. Do you know that most relationships don't end because of lack of love? It's rarely lack of love. It's usually lack of friendship that ends it. Because one takes advantage of the other, one doesn't appreciate the other, and one takes more than they give. Don't give up guys. Don't give up relationships. Give up people who sap your energy and poison you. Well, do you think, like as far as my energy level, do you think I'm going to have enough energy to meet someone new and go through all this over again? rather than try to work with this other one? I, I don't know what you're like, going to do, but I know where you are now, and right now you're tired. You're tired because you said it. You're not over it yet. So it's still sapping your energy. You, you're trying to move on to, from a relationship that you're still in. You need to end that relationship. Have a funeral for it. Own your mistakes. Own where you could be better. Take what's good out of it and let it go. What that means for the future, I don't know, and neither do you. But what does that matter? Then, you're here today. Make a choice today to nourish yourself. I'm sorry? 
And then I'll have enough energy then for the next one. You know that right now you don't. So you know that if you release the poison that you're injecting to your spirit right now, this is what it feels like. How's that working for you? So you know that you're well, not going to do... How do I do... get yeah, rid of it? <laughs> it? You get rid of it by doing exactly what I'm telling you. And you just have the funeral. Own the fact that it's over. Have the funeral for that relationship. Until you do that, you're going to be in this relationship forever. And until And even if you meet new people... You're going to poison your new relationship with your last relationship poison. Release. Let yourself go. A big misconception, everybody out there listening, there's a big misconception that you grow spiritual. You do not grow spiritual. Spirituality is a process of releasing, letting go things that no longer serve us. You don't grow spiritual. You shrink spiritual. And you, my friend, are beautiful and abundant, and everything you need is within you, but you've got to let go of the stuff that's killing you. It's a choice you how, make. What, what would be, how would I let it go? Like, what would be, like, a you, thing for a me to do? A great thing to do is to sit down, sit down and make a list of things that were great in the relationship. Then sit down and make a list of things that were bad in the relationship. Sit down and make a list of things, how you contributed to the poison in that relationship. A list of ways that he contributed to the poison of that relationship. You give it a eulogy. You talk about what was good, talk about what was bad. Most guys aren't going to be receptive to this, especially since you're not together anymore. So this is something you're going to do on your own. You release, you learn from it, you dive in it, and then you get out and you keep going. If you keep you wondering how you're going to go... About it? I'm sorry? Should I talk to him about it? You can attempt it. You can attempt it in this type of situation. Guys are, are, are not usually the best at communication as it is. So in this kind of situation, it might be difficult. It could be worth a shot, but he's not uh, going to free you. Don't look outside yourself. He's not going to free you. If there's regret, if there's resentment, you have to learn to forgive. You know, sometimes forgiveness is just a matter of loving yourself enough to move on. It's not, sometimes forgiveness is, it has nothing to do with them because they'll never People who have wronged you, their level of sorrow will never reach your level of pain. So just let that go. You can try to talk to him, but I suggest that you just do it on your own. You've got you. Uh, okay. All right, Susan, thank you very much for calling. Thank you. Remember, it says, you know, I, I, you know, for everybody out there, I think, you know, as Steve put it, uh, if you have these kinds of situations in your life, the very first thing you should be asking yourself is, what is it I deserve? And and if, you know, if you're coming to that point of view that you think that you deserve the tragedy and the drama and the pain, well, then you have to realize that perhaps you're addicted to something and that, that, that you're dealing with something other than that which is in your highest best interest. Would you, see, would you add anything to that, Steve, before we take the next call? I think I said enough, sir. It's her choice now. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to line one. We have Muriel out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Muriel, you're on the line, or on the air, I should say, uh, with Steve Maraboli. What can we do for you today? Hi. Good morning to both of you. Um, my question is actually about a women's group that I started for free in my house. And um, I'm working full-time. I'm divorced with three kids, so I don't have a lot of time. And what I'm experiencing right now is that people are coming on and off, but they are not really committed. And I'm trying to develop it, but at the same time, I'm afraid to put flyers everywhere because this is in my house. So I wanted any practical advice or maybe something I wouldn't have thought about in order to develop that group. 
Okay, so she's starting a group, Steve. She wants to start a group, and she wants advice on how to start this group, but apparently she's having it in her home. Did did I get that right, Maria? I'm I'm having them at home, yes. Okay. Okay, well, if you want to pass out flyers and that, and you're nervous about uh, strangers, etc., then don't have it in your home. Have it at the local library. Have it at the local Starbucks. Uh, have it uh, anywhere else. If if at home is where you want to have it, then just start with yourself. I started with my cousins and my friends, and people become curious. What's beautiful about this world is that it's so synchronistically designed that people will be attracted to it. You'll open the doors of this energy, and people get attracted to what you're doing. And, and before you know it, it'll build, and it'll build grassroots. So it'll be people who are dedicated, who are motivated, and it takes some time. If you're expecting to have a huge group in a little amount of time, then, then you're going to be disappointed. You go out there. Remember, remember that you're the point of origin. You, you go out and participate, inspire others to do so, one person at a time. If you want to have a larger group and have a meeting, uh, you can use the, those type of websites where people meet up. You can hand out flyers. But then don't do it in your home if that's your concern. Do it somewhere public. Okay. So it's normal that it would take a certain period of time and that... The, the people wouldn't show at every meeting, and it's totally normal. It doesn't mean I'm not on the right track because of course. I'm passionate any, about it. Any time that you start moving towards something good, resistance k- kicks in, and that happens in everybody's life. So some okay. people handle it better than others. Some will hit resistance. Some right when you're about you, everyone listening, this has happened to you. You said, "That's it. I'm going to start changing my life today. I'm going to go to the gym." And suddenly, you know, the babysitter calls, or your kid's sick, or work needs you for overtime. That's, that's a beautiful sign. That's a beautiful sign that you just gave the devil hiccups. Some people <laughs> handle it better than others. Um, so, yeah, some people will show up sometimes and some people won't. No matter who shows up, you make sure you show, show up and you start making those changes and inspire others to do so. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you thank for you. your, your advice. Have a great day. Thank you for calling, Muriel. Before we take the, the, another question or another phone call, Steve, you, you talk a lot about, work eight corporations you work hard you know and and i love your work ethic you know that uh but you also talk a lot about play play feverishly yeah and and many would ask you know how you're supposed to do that at a time like you know today when we're experiencing high unemployment instability in the markets you know all the fluctuations of various values and so forth how how what, what do you tell them is how you play hard. It, it's not, you, life, who, I forget who said the quote, uh, life is far too serious a thing uh, to take seriously, or far too <laughs> important a thing to take seriously. You know, along the way, you laugh, you joke, you, you, you don't take yourself too seriously. You realize that, you know, that sometimes, uh, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug, right? I mean, life is like that. Um, life hits you hard, especially in these times, Eldon, Eldon, when I was first building a, a, this a, a Better Today company that, that I have now, um, you know, I was talking about prosperity while they were repossessing my car. I mean, life, life happens. This is the truth. It, it just happens. But if whatever I've learned in my life is that sometimes the greatest messages come out of the greatest messes. It's all in order. At some point, you get to the fact that I live in a place now, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you do as well, Eldon, I, I realize there's such order in this universe that any time a problem pops up, I know that the fact that there is a problem is an indicator that there must be a solution, and I need to pay attention. 
there's so much balance in this universe, so I know that I can laugh along the way. I know I can joke along the way. I know I can flirt along the way. I know I can go have a slice of pizza along the way. I know there's going to be days that you put your head down and you work your butt off, and there's going to be other days that you take it a little easier. I'm going to roll up a, 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 a piece of paper and throw it at someone in my office in the course of the day. It's, it's about having fun and laughing along the way because, in fact, it's, it's all about the journey. You know, you're absolutely right about that. I love that, too. But uh, there's an old metaphor, Gerald Jampolsky, I believe, is where it originates. Uh, but we teach what we want to learn. So, you know, you talk about prosperity when, at a time when they're repossessing your car. And there would be people that would say, now, wait a minute. You know, why should I be listening to you about prosperity when this is going on in your life? But it is indeed in that process that that we really are able to to do the learning that is necessary for us to to be the teacher that that truly understands Absolutely. the student. Absolutely. Eldon, that's we, how it works. You should be listening to yourself. You don't have to listen to me. That's the beauty. I'm not teaching you anything, folks. This is how amazing you are. That if you like anything I say, it's not as much as I'd love to tell you that I'm the brilliant guru, it's not because of what I said, but because your soul is so brilliant that it recognizes its own truth when it hears it. You don't like what I say because I'm saying it. You like what I say because it reminds you which what you already know. Anything I can do, you can do. You can get out there and participate, but you've got to stop lying to yourself. You've got to stop being a master at blaming everyone else for your circumstances. You've got to own your life. And it's okay if, they're, if, if you're in a tough situation right now. I've been in tough situations. It, it is those of us who have been broken who become experts at mending, and you're going to be an expert at mending. But right now you're going through something. Get up and go through it. Stop pointing fingers. Stop playing the victim mentality. Get up off the ground. Have a plan and get your butt out there. Okay, now, Steve, this is provocative enlightenment. Are you ready to be a little political? Whatever. I'm ready for anything, sir. (laughs) Okay. I I want you to talk to us about work ethic. I mean, we seem to have a number of people in our country gravitating toward uh, what I see as a true entitlement mentality and away from the older idea of self-reliance. Yeah. Uh, to me, these two ideas are polar opposites. So, you know, I mean, not that there isn't a time or a place to care for your neighbor, but of that course. expecting the neighbor to pay for you is exactly what seems to be the thrust behind such notions as redistribute the wealth and so forth. So... Is your power of one saying we should be self-reliant or self-entitled to rely on others to take care of us? I think that expecting others to take care of you is a disastrous disgrace of your human potential. Thank you. And, I, and, I, and as I said on my own show recently, we were talking about the, the uh, Occupy movement. And while I respect my brothers and sisters who are out there, and you're right. There are crooks on Wall Street, but that's what it's designed for. It's designed to attract crooks. It's like being angry that there's crooks on Wall Street is like walking into a buffet and being angry that there's gluttonous people in there. It's what it's designed for, folks. And if we look at ourselves, if we look at ourselves, we will recognize that while Wall Street's corrupt, they're not the reason you're in trouble. Nobody made you sign a contract. Nobody made you want that other TV. Nobody made you want to, to, to make your house bigger. Nobody made you sign anything. You signed it. 
You got yourself in a situation. Stop pointing fingers. You're disempowering yourself. Learn your lesson. I believe me, I made those mistakes. Learn your lesson, own your stuff, and get yourself out. Expecting someone else to get you out is a disaster and a disgrace to your human design. Get up, get up, get up. Okay. We've got some questions that have been submitted to us from the chat room, et cetera. We're short time, but let's try this one real quick. Sue from Ontario wants to know, uh, if you've got any advice on how to improve her sales, and you have to give it to her in about one minute or less, Steve. You want to improve your sales, make sure that you're selling something that's useful to the people you're trying to sell to. We're, we're in, a, in, a, in a market that people aren't buying as many things as, as, as they used to. So you have to make sure that you're adjusting and, 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 and servicing the, the industry that you're looking to service. I don't know what you're selling. But two things. First, have outstanding customer service. Customer service will make or break a company. Make sure that you put your product out there. It's a good product, and if there's a problem with it or they need to talk to you, make sure you're, there's a human being answering that phone that that's, has a command of our language and is respectful and courteous, and you will sell the product. You are the product. Become better, and your sales will become better. Okay. Thank you. Now, <clears throat> we used to say knowledge, enthusiasm, and sincerity. They were the three cornerstones to successful sales. I want, I want this much uh, as we're wrapping up, Steve. Everybody out there uh, needs to know how to get a hold of you, uh, where your radio show is, they can hear you more often, uh, what your website is. And, and, again, the book is The Power of One, and I understand Amazon is short copies. So where else can they get it? They can get it in the most Barnes & Nobles, most bookstores. Power of One uh, keeps selling out on Amazon, trying to catch up. Uh, catch up. It's, uh, I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, the other book, Life, the Truth, and Being Free, it's filled with all the philosophies you've heard me discuss today. That's also on Amazon. Folks, most important, check out my radio show, Empowered Living Radio. It's empoweredlivingradio.com. I've talked to the who's who in the self-help industry, as well as some brilliant folks, Hey House right. author, authors, just like Elton. And we're Taylor. out of time, Steve. I'm sorry. No problem. Take We've care. come to the end of another hour of Provocative Enlightenment, and I want to thank you all for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, remember, until next time, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, believing in yourself always matters.